This is a Gulf Stories moment, made possible by the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another Gulf Stories moment. My guest today, Scott Satterwhite, a University of West Florida instructor from the English department, and today we're talking about the history of the punk scene in Northwest Florida. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, so let's let's start by just sort of setting this up. When we say the punk scene, what do we mean by punk? Well, punk has a lot of different definitions right. to a lot of people. Uh, I would probably say the the best definition that I could think of would be a countercultural movement that's based in music. Uh, it's not entirely musical. Uh, there's a lot of things that are punk that aren't uh, music-related, and it's not always countercultural, especially when you think of really, really big bands when they make it big. It's kind of hard to think of bands like Green Day as being counterculture when you sell millions and millions and millions of records. But uh, but nonetheless, you know, it's uh, still part of that. And they came from you know, a countercultural scene, too. So what happens there if you if you come from a countercultural scene, right? And, you know, your scene is a, a punk band, if you will, to stay in the world of music. But then you blow up and everyone likes you. Mm-hmm. Are you no, so now you're not punk anymore just by definition? No, because I think the definition changes and depends mm-hmm. on who is the definer. Um, I mean, they'll always be more punk than I'll ever be. But, um, <laughs> but that, you know, but even with that, too, that it's, um, you know, it changes. Really, I think a lot of it has to deal with your attitude gotcha. uh, and your attitude towards the world. And they certainly, despite, you know, being incredibly famous, uh, they uh, certainly hold on to a lot of their, uh, their ethos as punks. So when did sort of the idea of the punk scene, not even specifically to Northwest Florida, but just in general across the United States, when did that sort of blow up? Uh, that's kind of hard to say, uh, given exact date uh, mm-hmm. for when that started, or to say when it really became a thing. Because uh, you could draw the roots back to '60s counterculture, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bands like the Stooges or MC5, and maybe even a little further back too, if you wanted to, the Kinks. But I would say probably the Ramones. You know, it would be about where it begins. Always uh, goes back to the Ramones, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it actually does yeah, often. Uh, but I would probably say the Ramones, Sex Pistols, that kind of stuff. So that's mid-70s is when it really becomes a thing. And, and when it becomes more of a thing is when it becomes uh, more recognizable uh, that you could see not only with the music that has a very specific uh, sound, but then also there's uh, a fashion, you know, frankly, a fashion etiquette that goes along mm-hmm. with it that uh, that somebody could walk down the street and say, that's a punk. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, the old, what a punk, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so what about specific to Northwest Florida? Timing-wise, are we sort of right in line with that mid-70s? Or? Yeah, pretty close to that. Uh, you know, roughly, you know, again, it's hard to find a specific moment when the first punk came to Pensacola. Uh, and there's <laughs> Who a lot started of people, it? Well, a lot punk people, zero. <laughs> well, a lot of people will say they are, you know, but uh, just from my research. And this is a lot, also before a little bit before my time. You know, I would say uh, there's a couple of places where you can be in, and I would say probably the most easiest place to say where there's a defined group of people was at this one club and it was called McWiggin Speakeasy mm. uh, and it was in the late 70s and uh, went for a couple of years afterwards and they had uh, the first bands that were punks, uh, first punk bands and a lot of those bands were locals, people that, that were from Pensacola. There's also bands that came through here, passed through. They're famous for R.E.M., you know, which isn't a punk band but they R.E.M. In, came through? Yeah, and they played at that one club before wow. people really knew them. That's one of their most famous stories. If you know anything about McWiggin Speakeasy, usually within a sentence or two, somebody says, and R.E.M. played there once. It's like, I <laughs> Aside from R.E.M., uh, are others, other big names that everyone would know that came through back in the day? Probably not. 
big names that you would know unless you're locally mm-hmm. uh, a local. But there's bands that are um, still around to some extent or play every once in a while. The Names is one band. And then uh, there's other bands, too. It, the the Johnnies is one that I've come across. I've never heard them, but I've seen them. And okay. All the pictures certainly made them look pretty punk. <laughs> Last question I want to ask you. We, we, you intone this off the top. Aside from music, how else would, would you think of the punk scene? Or is it pretty much always related to music? You know, I'd say the foundation is music, but it's not always related to music. There's a lot of things that uh, that are very closely connected with punk. I would say uh, some of the biggest things would be the uh, zine culture, uh, which is one. Uh, zines are uh, small magazines written by mm. fans of certain genres, uh, fanzines, what they're also often called. Uh, and that would be the primary source written document uh, of punk. But then besides that, there's also the culture. There's punk houses. There's punk clubs. Uh, lots of things like that. Very cool stuff from Scott Satterwhite, UWF instructor from the English department. Sure appreciate the conversation. Thank you, sir. You bet. For more Golf Stories moments, visit wuwf.org slash podcast or go to the podcast page of npr.org.